0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. you can find us on your favorite podcast app. That includes Red Circle. That's a new one for us, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. You get all of our other content as well. Also, 5 Spell that one out, and you'll get all the content there for free. Unlike the newspapers, we do not have a paywall. And check out our great sponsors. That includes our friend, Louis Peters. You can find him. At the number one auto and home insurer in the United States, that's State Farm with more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry in his office. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. Access 24-7, walk in, call in, click in, go to louispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S peters.com personalized service tailored to each customer louis is a big heat fan also a huge dolphin fan we see him out there all the time at training camp no cookie cutter solutions he will work out something that works for you 305-275-5585 that's 305-275-5585 at louis peters l-u-i-s peters.com and now today's episode
1: down this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs where well, is the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars wearing bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble y'all check the floor plan, got an all van. y'all seen the block stop in one hand, impact we trust, it's power have the guts we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk three hundred five. We were all at the preseason game on Monday night. Of course, no Kyle Lowry, no Tyler Hero, no Jimmy Butler, no Ben Banab- Anabio. The Heat won anyway against the Houston Rockets. Big performances from Max Shrews, uh Duncan Robinson playing a lot with him as well. Of course, Jamal Kane, who's kind of been the breakout star of camp. And of course, Nikola Jovich, I believe that I pronounced that correctly finally because people are getting on Brady and I for not getting it right Uh, But one of the things that came up, and and this was kind of Cooper Moorhead, of course, works for heat.com does a great job there really breaks down the X's and O's. One of the things that he was focusing on in the post game and and otherwise, was that we really haven't seen at least in the games, and I asked Eric Spolster about this, and and he said, you know, we're doing this in practice, he's looking at different combinations in practice, but in, in the games, at least so far that we have not seen some of these guys playing together. We haven't seen what we expected to be the full nine-man, ten-man ten ten man rotation. We also really haven't seen some of the new players kind of integrate. And so what we wanted to get into today is what are some of the combinations we're curious about seeing here going forward? Not necessarily the ones that our exposures are going to use all the time, but the ones that we are curious about him going to. All right, Alex, so let me start with you tonight. Give me something that once everybody is back together, something you just want to see what it looks like.
1: I want to see how Jovic looks with some of their better players. And I feel like that's the easiest answer here because he's a first-round pick. He's the guy who, you know, we had, I think, low expectations for as far as, like, his contributions this season. But obviously he's popped out of the screen. I mean, he jumped out the screen. He's just popped out in general uh, this preseason. So I think you want to see how he looks like next to Jimmy and Bam. You know, uh, next to Kyle, all, all three of them, frankly. Uh, I just think seeing uh, how quickly he can adjust, because it looks like he already has to a certain degree, to a certain extent, is one of the more interesting parts of this season considering the roster didn't change much. So I want to see how he looks like positionally next to those guys. Can he be that perfect front-court partner, shout-out to Deuce's network, uh, next to Bam? And I just think that is so intriguing, right? Like between all the skills that he's flashed so far, uh, although I, I don't expect him to be somebody they rely on, you know, or anything like that, I just want to see it. Right, like I think that type of talent just makes a little bit too much sense, and so that's the easy answer. But you know, Jovic with the main guys.
0: All right, so for you, uh, let me let me break this down a little further, Brady. Jovic with who specifically? Give me one.
2: I think it's pretty easily Bam. Uh, something that I was even asking Spo about last night was. Uh, Jovich as a passer, and then Jovich next to Bam as a passer because he he kept using the words like unique and and kind of running stuff in different ways when you have a big that's as talented as him. But they have two of them. Like they have two legitimate guys that are uh, lengthy enough that they could utilize in those post splits that could just play make over the top. And Miami's offense revolves so heavily around that because they revolve kind of around the motion, uh, back cuts, screening, and all of these things that, I'm really curious to see, uh, I guess one, how they run the floor together because they both run the floor in totally different ways. Like Jovic likes to get out and run, but he does it kind of with his head up and passing and Bam's obviously just a living mismatch every time he runs down the floor. So I'm interested in that aspect, but the biggest thing for me is like how they can work offense through these two consistently and have like the other three guys just constantly moving. and, And I just feel like it's, it's hard to say that, that this offense wouldn't look great with those two. I guess there's other kind of pick-and-roll combos we can go to. Hey, And if we really want to get crazy, a Jovic-Bam pick-and-roll is possible. Like, we see him out there running handoffs and stuff, and he talks about how he his, he's never really been used to, like, the post-split passing because his whole entire time in Europe has been just perimeter kind of pick-and-roll passing. Put him in a pick-and-roll with Bam out of bio. How are teams going to defend that? Like, teams that are in drop, you have a rolling Bam. And then a 6'10", 6'11", Jovic, ball handling, making reads, getting to the basket, throwing up his floater, getting to his jumper. Like, I just feel like if there's any combo that we want to see, uh, and I feel like a lot of this is recency bias, I'm not going to lie, because I feel like we're just seeing Jovic play so well and we're like, we just want to see it. But right now, at this moment, I feel like that's the pairing we should kind of want to see. All right. And
0: when we look at Jovich and, and we look at what he may be with Bam, which I know fans want to get to. I pulled this the other day. Everybody wanted to see Yurt with Bam. And I pulled, would you rather see Yurt or yovich with Bam? And now all of a sudden it's 80 percent more Jovich than Yurt because we haven't seen the Yurt thing that much. And it looked a little bit clumsy when they started with it uh, just to work out some of the kinks. It does look like this is a little bit more of a natural pairing. You know, I want to see Yovich with Jimmy. I'm curious what that looks like I, because I wonder if Jovich can provide some space that's different from the kind of space that, J, that Tucker provided for him where it's not just in the corner. So I'm a little bit curious to kind of see what that one looks like. Um, I'm also kind of curious to see, you know, can you play Jovich with Kyle Lowry? Does that work at all? I'm not sure. And, and some of the other guys are a little bit more ball dominant because it does seem like Jovich likes the ball in his hands. Uh, but I think all of us are kind of curious to see what it looks like with Jovich. All right, so beyond that, when we look at some of the other combinations, the other one that comes to mind is what we didn't get to see last night, which is Victor Oladipo, again, played without Jimmy Butler, without Tyler Hero. We know at the end of last year, we saw that in the Orlando game, and Oladipo went for 40, but this year we're supposed to see more of it together. So what do we think, Alex? Do we think that that, (laughs) – sort of the timing of that was just to get the ball in Depot's hands as much as possible. Let him make plays last night. I thought he was up and down a little bit. I didn't think the athleticism was quite where maybe I hoped it would be, uh, or I'd heard it was, but again, he's working his way back in and different combinations. I mean, do we think that was the reason for it or or how much do, do you think that they're really working this stuff behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, that part I'm definitely unsure about. Um, I think they're trying to work him in and be conservative about it. That's obvious, you know, considering that they waited till last night to play him in a night where so many others were out. Um, I think he'll be all right. I, I see the up and down stuff, but I really just think that the way he was moving his general attitude and process about the way that he was playing was what you wanted to see. Like he was out there, It was he was kind of doing the Tyler thing where it's like he was the main playmaker last night uh, in that starting unit. And it was uh, kind of maybe a representation of what that bench unit is going to look like once everybody's good to go in the regular season. So um, it was interesting to see that kind of play out. It was a sort of a simulation of what that's going to look like. And I think he was getting to the rim pretty well. He was moving around pretty well. And that's kind of what I was looking for, because I already feel good about his defense, what he can add as a role player. Right. Like as far as starring in his role, But you want to see is how much can he uh, create for himself and others? uh, You know, how much usage can you give him? And he's still efficient. Right. Like you want to see what level he's at, especially now in the preseason when there's no stakes involved. So I like what I saw, even though necessarily he didn't necessarily uh, shoot it well or anything like that. Um, the process was definitely better than the results. And I feel like I've been saying that for a few players uh, and Depot is not like a young guy. So it's a little bit different than when I've talked about it with like Yovich, for example, in the past. But I just think as far as Depot climbing back up in, in that list of uh, most important players, a lot of it has to do with how much he can create for himself and others. And I think, you know, last night was a pretty good start at that.
0: Brady, what did you think overall of of him on and off the ball last night? And how will that work with some of these other guys?
2: Yeah, I think the thing is there wasn't a lot to judge off of him off the ball because there wasn't many possessions of that. Like I tweeted during that game. I was like, Victor, he was going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Just like off that game alone, like I know we're talking about them not having a lot of guys, but I think they trust that they want him to kind of be that type of player. Uh, but when you bring up something we were talking about a lot early in the off season was when I brought up the, the hero Jimmy Depot minutes together in the playoffs, how they didn't run uh, obviously didn't get to play together at all in the regular season. Then they played around like 70 minutes in the playoffs together, that three man combo. And it was just use the words up and down before about his performance last night. And I feel like that three man combo was up and down. Uh, and one of the things I kept talking about was when they were moving, it's so hard to stop because you have three elite shot creators on the floor together and if they're all moving and their defenders are having to make decisions on when to switch here, do I not switch here, uh, do I go over on this guy, under on this guy, because pick and rolls are being spammed because every, almost everybody is elite pick and roll player uh, among those three, that it just literally comes down to the off-ball movement. So we're, we're seeing him be able to create, which we know he can do, but we're not being able to judge, I guess, the main portion of this, which is him next to Jimmy, him next to Tyler. Uh, And being just kind of balance when to go, when not to go. And when he's off the ball, is he just standing in the corner? Is he making back cuts? Is he moving without the ball? Those are the the, kind of the main things here. That's the stuff that kind of changes lineups, changes games, changes runs uh, in general. So uh, I'd say his his game last night was pretty much what I'd expect with with kind of the lineups he's playing with, because it's just him being ball dominant, trying to create stuff that he's not usually probably going to create. But I'll say to add into his performance last night, I'll throw in that I think, The pull up is more important than anything else. Like we saw some of the step back threes. We saw some a little bit of the floater and and at the rim. But if he's able to hit the pull ups like like Tyler is against drop and other other things along those lines that that Tyler was able to do in that mid range area. That's what we want to see from him, because if he's doing that, then it changes a lot of the stuff that we're talking about in lineups, because it makes it a lot easier to plug him in those spots if he can just make defenses pay like off those type of pull ups.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to get into some of the other backcourt stuff here. And then, again, as we look ahead to this Wednesday night game, where we expect that there could be a lot of regulars playing. This is a little bit of a test, re, uh, test run for the season, a dress rehearsal. Uh, so we'll get into some of those additional combinations. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. One of them is Prize Picks. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. Get traditional deposit matched up to $100. We're going to do a stream on Thursday night on the YouTube channel. We're going to get into what we think of the heat props for the entire season. So go prize Picks. download it. Uh, you can get it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or just PrizePicks.com. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Also, Therapist Preferred. Use the code 5RSN. You can use the same code for MANSCAPE. That's the number 5RSN, MANSCAPE.com, TherapistPreferred.com, MANSCAPE.com, 20% off TherapistPreferred.com, 25% off. Use those codes, 5RSN, Manscaped.com, for all your grooming products. Also, the cologne, the deodorant, all that good stuff, including the razors. And Therapist Preferred, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. Not much sports cream left on the site right now, so jump on there right now. TherapistPreferred.com, Manscaped.com, 5RSN. All right, let's go beyond uh, Jovic now and Oladipo, which obviously are two of the guys that were thinking, okay, Oladipo is a rotation player. He was asked last night about wanting a defined role. There doesn't seem to be one yet. We've thought it would be a six man role, but again, we have to know for sure that hero is going to be a starter and how all that's going to play out. We saw Struis and Robinson yesterday together. I don't think that's something Spolster is going to go to a lot, but it's interesting that he showed it as much as he did. And I talked to Max about it afterwards, something he feels comfortable with. Of course, defensively, there may be some concerns there, but you're going to set definitely space the floor. But beyond that, uh, who else? Give me another combination, Brady, that you want to see.
2: I know before you tried to make the kind of transition to backcourt, but I feel like we kind of know the ideas of the backcourt because we've seen it for so long. So I'm going back to the front court, And I think it's the Caleb Martin in between Jimmy and Bam because it's the whole conversation we've had this offseason is who is the four. I think we're all kind of leaning toward the fact that opening night we're probably going to see Caleb at the four. Um, and I'll say early in the offseason, I was pretty skeptical because I just didn't like – what we saw last season by any means when those three were on the floor together, because uh, it just, even though Caleb was shooting around 40% from three, the numbers on that were like really bad. Even thinking back to the games, like, yes, it's really good defensively, but a lot of the combinations just weren't creating good offense uh, for that grouping in general. Now we haven't seen it in the preseason either, obviously, to your point you were making before about certain combinations we saw it in the scrimmage, but Jimmy was not Jimmy in that scrimmage because he was just playing uh, perimeter passer and just the swing man just to keep throwing it to the other guy next to him. Uh, but Caleb looked really good in that scrimmage. So it made me, uh, I guess, a little more positive on the idea of this starting lineup and how it can work because I feel like there's a little bit more flexibility putting him in for PJ. And then obviously he could shoot from different spots. They can run more kind of different actions. Uh, and he was shooting at an elite level. Uh, like the jumper is a lot smoother. Everything looked, there was no hitches in the jumper. So the point is that can the Martin, Jimmy, Bam, kind of pairing be good enough offensively for a long stints just because it's starting you're starting games with it doesn't mean those three are going to be on the floor like a crazy amount because guys are going to sub it and out this is a pretty deep roster as we've seen and they're going to try different things but I feel like those three kind of have to work together to make a lot of this work so I feel like a lot of it's on Caleb specifically to just knock down open threes which I think a lot of people are pretty confident in doing the other part of this is the Heat's two best players, when we're talking about combos, and I keep, we keep kind of going down toward the bottom of the roster because it's stuff we haven't seen. I feel like a combo we have to throw in here is the two best players on this team are Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. When we think of best players, yes, they're the two best players on the team, but in two-man combos together, it hasn't been the best <laughs> offensively over, over time. Like, we haven't seen – we've seen that the Jimmy-Bam combo pick and roll is not as good as – most pick and rolls that have been run on this team so to make a lot of the this starting lineup front court work i think we have to shift a little bit of the, the focus on maybe jimmy and bam being able to work a little better i guess in those pick and rolls because they can obviously do amazing things defensively and they're kind of they have bridges inside the lineups to make them work together uh, but i feel like the changes the dynamic of this offense if they're able to kind of run stuff consistently together instead of kind of taking turns throughout the game
0: yeah, what do we think of that, Alex? Because that's always been one of the questions we've talked about is the Jimmy Bam thing, can you win a championship that way? They've been damn close to it a couple of times. Obviously, if Bam's going to extend his range, although I don't really believe in the taking one or two threes per game thing, but if you can space the floor a little bit more, it will help, but you're still going to need spacers around him. How does the reconstructed roster help them, or does it?
1: I do think, in theory, it helps. we got to see it play out, but I I, I think what we've seen so far in preseason even though it hasn't been a whole lot of like the main guys playing, is is something to be cautiously optimistic about so far. When you talk about offense, right? We spent the whole offseason talking about leaning offense, and they're gonna have to do that more since uh, you know because of everything that transpired this summer. And so I just think like the way that guys have been moving on and off ball has been very, very, uh, you know, it's been positive, right? I think. You're trying to think about the way that Jimmy and Bam fit together. And I think it's always been just a generally very positive two-man group for them, right? When you just look at it by by, uh, the on and off numbers, but now you're going to have guys who can shoot on the floor, right? More guys who can shoot, I should say, as far as um, guys who you trust shooting the ball not that PJ couldn't shoot, right? I'm not trying to take shots at him, but I just think you're going to have more dynamic guys around them. When you talk about what they can do off ball, whether it's cutting screening, Uh, or shooting so I just think in theory what they have and what it looks like they're doing so far it should work out a little better for those guys like you saw a lot of uh, actions in the playoffs where they cleared out a whole side just for Jimmy and Bam pick and roll which I I was always a skeptic of any sort of Jimmy Bam pick and roll because I feel like it always ends up in either a Jimmy um, you know attempt to burrow at the rim or a Jimmy attempt to pass out and never in really in a in a bam score because people will just collapse into the paint. So I think, you know, with one more shooter and obviously having guys who can also cut and just read the floor well as off-ball players, I think it should help uh, their dynamic out a little bit, especially during the regular season, right, when they're just trying to win games. So I feel pretty good about it. And I think uh, going back to Jovic and also to include Jamal Kane, uh, I think those two guys, because I already mentioned how Jovic can, you know, I think he's, he can fit in with Jimmy and Bam. But I think Kane is another one who, you know, it looks like his three is a little bit further along than maybe we would have thought. Like, it seems like he's a decent shooter to go along with all the other crazy athletic stuff that he already does um, off ball and on the defensive end. So I think it's another guy there. Like, when you talk about speed lineups like Spo has, Kane just has a lot of that stuff in him, right? And We could talk about what a speed lineup would look like for the Heat, which is interesting to me. Uh, but I think, you know, now that we've seen some of these guys pop out, it makes things easier for Jimmy and Bam during the season. We just have more guys, I think, that you can put in the game and feel good about, I mean, good about specifically next to Jimmy and Bam, even though we haven't seen him much yet. I just think they, they're smart players and it looks like they do stuff that'll fit in around those guys.
0: Let's talk about Caleb real quick before we go because I feel like um, he's an interesting dynamic to all of this because he's kind of a plug and play guy wherever but we're projecting him maybe as the starting four. Are there uh, Before we close, are there a couple combinations with Caleb that you would
2: like to see a little bit more, Brady? Um, I think, thinking back to last year, the things that worked best for him was when he was next to Bam in the front court and they just put a bunch of speed guys out there. I know Alex just talked about speed with Jamal Kane, but that works for him because we could talk about the things he could develop in the half court, but what is he already? He's an athletic uh, freak that can run the floor at an elite level. He, he can do different things, I guess, and, and uh, just going downhill in general, that certain lineups, I guess, where you put your speedsters out there, your young guys and just tell them to go out and run. I feel like that's one of the things that, that they're probably trying out in camp because there's stuff like the offensive lineups, there's the defensive lineups, there's the big lineups, but there was even one that when Spo was going through the diff- different lineups they tried, he mentioned the speed lineup. And I think Caleb at the four is kind of the way to make that work because When, and Kyle's in that lineup too, obviously, because I think the way he can kind of push pace and and kind of push the ball ahead and allows them to play into transition. But Caleb at the four without Jimmy has made Bam, I feel like run a little bit more. So the Kyle, Caleb, Bam, I guess, trio, and then mix in, I guess, some shooters in there a little bit is kind of the way I feel like they can get out and run, I guess, in different ways with Caleb.
0: All right. Before we close here, uh, Alex, is there one other guy here that you're like, okay, this is an X-Factor player that Spoelstra can plug in to sort of change whatever the pace is, uh, you know, depending on who they're playing against, maybe big, small, something like that. I mean, one guy we haven't talked about a lot is Yurt, I guess. Um, I mean, if I was to say, who's the ideal guy to play next to Yurt? Who is it?
1: Is it's it Bam? The ideal guy to play next to Yurt? That's, that's actually a really good question. Um I wouldn't say it's bam off the top of my head like I'm I'm still open to the idea of them playing together with specific lineups that has you know uh sufficient shooting around it to make it work and make it uh, I think less clogged in the paint so I'm I'm not against that lineup I mean that two men uh grouping I just think if you had to come up with somebody who is theoretically the best guy to put next to Yurt that's that's just really a tough question man like it, Alex, are you, are you...
2: how do you feel about about Jovich in your I just want to throw that at you because we are talking
1: about <laughs> skill sets. I mean, look, man, we haven't seen it at all, but I mean, I mean, look, if they can make Bam and Omer work, I think they can make Omer and Jovic work. Like, And especially the way that Jovic just has like the guard skills to uh, play on the perimeter while, while Omer stays inside. Like I just think it's a little bit easier on the court placement wise to make it work. Jovic is just somebody who apparently can kind of make any, any placement on the floor work. Cause like you were talking about before th- those post splits and the passes out of the post, you know, even as a, you know, to a lob, like that's not necessarily the stuff that we were seeing on the tape, right? Like it was, a, a, you know, like you mentioned a lot of stuff on the ball. So it seems like he can adjust to different scenarios. He can obviously shoot the ball and, and likes to shoot the ball. Um, he, even though I said he was a flawed rebounder on winnow, he had a great rebounding game yesterday you know um he's not perfect or anything like that i just think he's a little bit further along as you know as far as him being a 19 year old and the way that he's already adjusted so i think those two can work i don't know if that's <laughs> going to be the 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 primary thing they go to in their bench unit but i'm not against that either let's let's just have fun man i'm with it
0: we will see on Wednesday night, because I do think a lot of these combinations are going to be tested. He may get to a little bit more might to a little bit more of a 9- or 10-man rotation. I feel like he hasn't wanted to give away a lot also, which is also part of the heat way. So things have been behind the scenes. But just in talking to people, I've, I've heard he's just been interchangeable in terms of a lot of combinations. He basically expressed that. Even the, the, the thing with Jovic, he acknowledged yesterday. He just put him at the five because he wanted to get him more minutes. And then it was like, okay, this looks better than I expected. Let's use this a little bit more. So I I do think he's still tinkering. He's got a week to tinker before the season starts. But I have said this uh, before. When I was in the Bahamas and got a chance to talk to him on the side, he really likes this roster. It plays into his hands. He's got a lot of different options. I'm not going to disparage PJ because they wanted to keep PJ. PJ was a huge for them. But PJ made them play a certain way. These other guys will allow them to play different ways. He got more out of PJ maybe than other coaches did but now it's like he can plug four or five different players into the four spot into the three spot moving jimmy around playing duncan with Struce, playing multiple guards together okay in terms of small guards there's a lot of different ways that he can go i don't think we'll see it all on wednesday night but we might see some of it all right for brady for alex for our sponsors LouisPeters.com, TherapistPreferred.com, use code 5 rsn same for manscape.com prize picks use the code five have a good night everybody
2: thank you for